Welcome to the Free Retiree Show. My name is Lee Michael Murphy. I've been in wealth management for the last 10 years right in the heart of the Silicon Valley. People have always asked me, how do I achieve financial independence? And while the financial world wants you to believe it's as simple as investing your money, I'm here to tell you it's a small piece of the puzzle. I've seen four consistent factors in the people that have achieved financial independence. One, they excel in their career. Two, they manage their money properly. Three, they're able to avoid devastating financial mistakes. They can see through the BS. And lastly, they understand they need to learn from the best, the people that have achieved success in their career and their finances. Join us on our journey as we learn how to become free retirees. Welcome in to the Free Retiree Show, your go-to podcast for all things career, money, and we learn from folks who have accomplished amazing things in their careers. I'm your host, Wealth Manager, Lee Michael Murphy, and I'm alongside Silicon Valley veteran and interview coach, Sergio Valentino Patterson. Oh, I love how you brought in the middle name. What is up, everyone? And also alongside Silicon Valley's favorite attorney, Matthew McElroy. What's going on? Welcome into a business and thought leader edition of the Free Retiree Show. For today's episode, we're talking about the importance of perseverance and tenacity. We are blessed and grateful to be interviewing the amazing, the fabulous Darcy Donovan. Darcy is what we would like to say kind of a big deal. She's an actress, recording artist, author, model, entrepreneur, philanthropist, and she has even won the title of Miss Nashville, Tennessee. She's been seen on hit roles in television shows, including Modern Family, Parks and Rec, Anchorman, Passions, Entourage, and My Name is Earl. She's a platinum-selling recording artist and has over 6.5 million followers on social media, and she is the author of Darcy's Daily Dose of Inspiration. So, guys, that, this, is a, this is a huge day for us. What are you guys hoping to learn? What do you guys think about this? I'm just, I'm surprised that we even got this guest. This is pretty amazing. How'd you guys do that? <laughs> I think we swindled. I think we said we were Oprah or something like that. And it just. <laughs> I'm excited. Like Matt, I'm very surprised we have her on the show. But yeah, I mean, just like what you listed right now, like Parts and Rec, Anchorman, that's like. That was our shit growing up. That was like my movie growing up. I'm excited to have her on and just learn from someone who's been as successful as her. Maddie, what are you open to learn? I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing how she does it all. I mean, artist, you know, singing, acting, author, philanthropy. I mean, the list just keeps going on and on. It's like, how, how do you manage all that? And not only that, it's like in the, any one of those individual things on their own would be very difficult. And she has excelled to the top in, in all of them. So I'm just really uh, looking forward to getting some insight on that. 100%. I think for myself, I'm just excited to understand the journey. As we all know, it's uh, one of those ones. It's a wild one. It's a hard one. And I want to ask her about the Hollywood parties. I don't know if she's going to let us in on some of the Hollywood parties, but I kind of want to know. That's kind of my thing. But as you all know, you know, making it in entertainment in Hollywood is historically one of the hardest career paths on the planet. And while maybe you are not in the entertainment world, 
learning from a successful entrepreneur who is coming from one of the most competitive and difficult industries since the dawn of man time is all wisdom we need to learn and hear about. So we're going to go a quick break, but when we're back, we'll be with Darcy Donovan. Make sure if you like our show, share us, like us on LinkedIn, Facebook. And if you have questions, financial related, career related, or even a question for Darcy, send them to ask at the freeretiree.com. The quick break, but when we're back, we'll be sitting down with Darcy Donovan. Welcome back into the Free Retiree Show. We're sitting down with the one, the only Darcy Donovan. Darcy, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. How you doing, Lee? We're, do- we're doing fabulous. We have you. So, I mean, how could the day get any better? Oh, well, you guys are awesome. I know we, we got to talk a little bit before the show and, and you guys are all just sweethearts. I, I think, uh, you know, j- it wasn't recorded at the show, but I think you referred to us like the nerdy bunch of uh, males versions of Charlie's Angels. I, I really like that. Say, no, no, you said the nerdy <laughs> bunch. I never said that. This was said. That's our new intro. No, she gave us a great compliment. <laughs> so I said, I said, you know, I can I said, the way that you guys look, I said, you know, you guys are a bunch of handsome, a handsome group of guys. I was like, you guys could be the men's Charlie's Angels and then I could be the, you know, Bosley. I like so that. Could, I don't know. Hey, I'm in 100%. It works for, it works for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, that's an amazing compliment, especially coming from you. I mean, wow. Yeah. <laughs> So well, you guys are sweet. I gave the listeners a little bit about you, but probably didn't do you enough justice. Why don't you tell the listeners what you do and what you're currently up to? Well, I mean, right now there's a lot of things that I'm working on. I mean, you know, the one thing is, is I do have a type A, I would say I have a type A personality, so I can't sit for very long, you know, between being like a film and television actress and got my book here. Uh, that I, I wrote and between working on films and, and then I'm doing executive producing a television series. I just recorded a new song. I do the music video for that. Working with companies, brand ambassadors. I work with different people to help them also. There's other entrepreneurs that need my help doing things. I'm also got the biggest thing is I do have a new podcast that I am going to be doing. There you go. Um, and we're talking about putting that into a television series because there's been networks that are interested. I kind of already did the whole package together. I, you know, was building a business. I mean, I had a modeling agency when I was right out of high school. I, I started, I knew a bunch of girls. I was working with them. I started an agency up and, and I was working with some big name brands and, you know, booking models and male models, girl models and doing all these things. The one thing that I would say to, to your listeners and everything is you, everybody's got to understand business. I don't care how talented you are. I don't care if you can sing like Mariah Carey. The thing is, is if it's music business, it's acting, it's business. It's any, everything there's business. Each one of you has business that you excel in. But there's a business behind it. But then there's the person. I, I don't know how other people perceive anything. But, you know, if I'm selling anything, no matter what I'm selling, it's like people have to like you. And if you're a total, I'll just say it. If you're a douche nugget, nobody's going to buy from you. 
You know what I mean? And I mean, hey, listen, listen up, Lee. You know, it gets around. That's gold right there. You know, so it's like, you know, it's like if you go in and you're buying a car, you know, you want to buy it from somebody, you know, that you trust. Take us back. So earlier on, I know you mentioned, you know, you had that entrepreneurial spirit. Like when you were younger, like what? I imagine the beauty pageant, that's just like a ruthless environment, right? And you were in that at a young age. So like, how did all that impact everything you got going on now? If you're, if you're the type of person or the kid that got coddled, you're screwed. I'll just tell you right now. You're going to like have this disillusion in your mind and then you're going to go out there and then people are going to be like giving you the whole reality and then you're going to be like, oh my God, I can't take this. Yeah. So you kind of have to be like headstrong and if somebody tells me, you can't do something, you know, you got to be able to roll with the punches. If somebody says you can't do this, you can't do that. I'm like, really? I will show you. So that's just how I've always been because, you know, I've not really had, I didn't really have family in my corner. You know, I was self-made, you know, and it was, it was tough, you know, because I'd want to be in these beauty pageants. You know, my mom, she was a single mom at the time. She worked two jobs. I was mainly staying with my grandparents and, you know, I would do these, I would have to make my own dresses. So I'm with the mom and she's making her daughter's costume and I'm making my costume, <laughs> you know, sitting with her and she's helping me, you know, sew these rhinestones on and doing all this stuff. And, you know, she had a lot of respect for me. And she said, you know, you're going to be very successful. She says, you're going to be very successful in everything you do. She says, because you're a go-getter. You know, my mom worked two jobs, so she didn't really sometimes get to come to my pageants. You know, I had to get my own money. It's not like I had a rich, you know, rich, rich parents. So I, everything I had to do was self-made. And because of that, it, I mean, when you come in to the business, the entertainment, it's probably the most brutal business out there. Mm -hmm. So the great thing is, is that I've been dealing with this since I was a kid. <laughs> when did you make that decision? The decision to say, like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to get to Hollywood. I'm going to be someone that people know. I, I kept thinking I was going to be this famous singer, like, which, you know, hey, it still happened. But uh, I'm, I'm talking about like, you know, up to the like Michael Jackson status. You just never know. You just never know where your life's going to head, head mm -hmm. you, you know, because there's people that I'm going to be this huge athlete. Next thing you know, they're like a famous coach or, you know, because they have like a life altering injury. I hear that a lot. So I'm still recording. I'm still doing my music, but um, I'll tell you the interesting thing. I, as you all know, I'm telling you how tenacious I am. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to do this. So I mean, I worked like every angle. I mean, I was uh, at that time heavily doing stuff. I had a, a record label that was interested in signing me. So, I mean, after doing all this stuff, then I finally get signed. So I'm like, this is it. The manager I had at the time, we're jumping up and down. We're like, oh my God, this is it. I'm just like, I mean, I felt like Taylor Swift probably felt when she got her first song out there. I don't know. I was just jumping up and down. I was like, oh my God. Come to find out after we signed the deal, my manager calls me and he just sounded like a Mack truck hit him in the head. And I'm like, well, what's going on? What's going on? And they were like, well, we're going to pull the office. We're just going to keep New York. So the record label, they pulled everybody. Everybody was gone. So here I'm like, are you kidding me? And I just can remember, I can remember where I was at. I can remember, you know, cause I, we, we just celebrated the day, like the day before. And then here I find out like a day or two later, this is like, it was just like gut-wrenching kind of, it's kind of like I retreated, you know, being on the battlefield. I just was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta sit here and think about this. 
that's when I was going to Alan Dysert, the acting, you know, and that's when he said to me, you really need to think about this acting. I I love your music, but you really, you've got something here. So I went home and my boyfriend at the time, he was with one of my close friends and we were sitting down. I said, well, here's, here's my acting tape that, you know, he taped. I said, you know, you guys can watch it. So they watched it. Both look at like, as I'm trying, I was like, well, what do y'all think? And they looked at me, he goes, we need to go to LA. And I go, what? He goes, yeah, we need to go. He goes, you're really good. You've got a natural talent. You need to go. And I'm like, hmm. Okay. I'm a very spiritual person, you know, pray a lot. And I believe in signs. God will give you signs. So I'm sitting on the plane and I happen to sit by a guy that's like a huge motivational speaker. And you know how sometimes when you meet strangers on a plane, you just kind of we just kind of throw up information. So we kind of start talking and I tell him what I'm doing. I told him, I said, yeah, I'm going out here. Uh, you know, there's some possible business opportunities out here. And I said, you know, I said, you know, I just, I don't believe in quitting. I said, I'm just not that type of person. He says, listen, he says, you got to think of yourself because as a sailboat life, he says, here's your destination. And he says, on one end, he goes, this is where you're starting. He says, now with a sailboat, he says, you know, the wind may come, it may blow you off course. He goes, you may be off course a little bit. He goes, then you get back on track. He goes, you know, you may, something may happen, a current, and you may go off of the course, but he goes, you're still going towards your destination. He goes, eventually, you will make it there. Might not be the way you thought straight ahead, but he goes, you know, you know, when he said that, it was like a light bulb went off. And I was like, oh my God, this is my sign. You know, and and then I just like went to L.A., immediately got on a soap. I just kept booking stuff one thing after another. And it, it was just crazy, you know. And then I was like, well, OK, this is great. And I mean, I started really making momentum in my acting career. You got to have a tough skin. You got to be able to bounce back and say stuff. I mean, I was in one place and, you know, this one agent, per- just a total jackass. He was such an asshole. I mean, I got to tell you, I'm just going <laughs> to say it. He was. Normally, I'm thinking girls that look similar to me probably are like timid and scared. And I was just like, I said, I said, what the hell do you know? He's like, but what have you done? And this and that. I said, listen, I just started out in the business. I said, but I got a huge track record. I said, I don't need you to tell me. And I mean, I just kind of shoved it right back up his you know where. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, screw this guy. You know, and I leave. <laughs> And then he calls me back. It's like he liked. It's like it's weird. <laughs> he liked. He enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it was like it's like when you're nice. You know, it's like why are you nice? Like because my mother raised me to be jackass. You know, I'm like come on, but <laughs> but they think you want something, and I'm like I don't want shit. I'm just trying to be nice. I'm I'm a, a you know a good southern girl. I'm like listen, you can't push me, buddy. But then when they do. It's almost like they like the ball gag in the mouth here or something. They're into that weird kind of crazy, like beat me on the ass and be mean. And then I like you, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So then I just like, okay, well, you know, there's so many stories. I mean, there's so many stories of people that were rejected. And, you know, when people tell me, I'm like, really, you know, late, do you know who Lady Gaga got rejected by? And he's supposed to be very successful and knows his stuff. Um, You know, and he was wrong. So it's like people don't know what's going to be in his. Relating it back to like our show a little bit. In the career world, we deal with it all the time. It's like when one door closes, another one might open. 
you don't get that you don't get that offer from Google. You might go somewhere else where you're really meant to be. And people don't know. Yeah, they don't. 100%. They don't know it's going to be a hit. But you have to believe in yourself. You know, I'm my worst critic, and I'm always looking at something better. I strive for perfection, and I would think that's anybody else. Like, let me tell you, if I was dressing any of you guys to go on a red carpet, I would make sure you had a tailored suit. I would make sure you smelled good. Your breath smelled good. I expect that from my employees. I expect that from anybody I work with. I'm like, you want to look good. You want to you look nice. First impressions are really important. And, you know, with your listeners, it's like you have to know, hey, how can I make this better? You shouldn't ever be stagnant. And that's what I tell people. Everything you do, it should be like, hey, you're in good hands. You want to be competent with whatever you do. So that's kind of why I put my own feet to the fire. There's so many people that are delusional. I honestly tell people, I was like, your parent didn't do their job. So <laughs> You got into acting, right? So we can't let you out of here without talking about Anchorman. So would love to hear about the process of getting that role. And then some like any stories about Paul Rudd, Will Ferrell that you're comfortable with sharing. Our listeners would love to hear about that. There was actually a lot of girls up for my role, believe it or not. There are very well-known actresses that were in there. And I was like, working my way up and I thought man and so I went in there and they wanted a certain look they wanted the the time period I went in there with the hair with the outfit people don't understand they're like well you didn't have an accent in that movie and I'm like because I got paid not to okay <laughs> I'm thinking that's what I do one thing I'll tell you is I have the actual script that's probably gonna go for a lot of money today I had the actual script you know from the movie and the thing is, is a lot of it was ad-libbed. A lot of it was just off the cuff. They were so off script, you know, and I prefer that way. I prefer to be more um, improv. I love that. I mean, all these guys I got to work with were, were great. And what's funny is, is the people that aren't that famous that are the, the, the ones that are kind of the jerks. And I was, and I got, had the ability to work with some of the, the most humble, great guys that you could, you know, even women, there's a lot of really great women, but you know, it is a competitive business and I just don't take it personally. I'm like, at the end of the day, you know, whatever. I'm just like, I don't have to go home with you. Thank God. I got my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to like the part of your journey where you thought maybe this isn't for me, or maybe I'm not going to make it. I mean, obviously, like we said in the beginning, you're doing one of the hardest things on the planet mm -hmm. in the hardest industry probably since the dawn of time did you ever get those feelings or those thoughts in your head that like darcy i'm not good enough to do this oh yeah absolutely but it's like that's with anything that's i mean even some of the most the biggest athletes out there have that you look at their bios you look at you know any of these epic stories that you hear and they feel the same way so it's just to me it's the not giving up it's the tenacity there's a saying, it doesn't matter how many times, you know, you get hit. It's how many times you get back up. You got to have that armor, like just suit it up. The main thing that I will say to everybody, uh, listeners, even to you all, it's just like, you've got to know what you're good at. You got to know, hey, I know my stuff. I'm confident. This is what I can do. And you're going to have your whole life people telling you your entire life. There's always somebody saying yeah. something. So the thing is, is that, you know, you've got to believe in yourself and you have to be yourself's best friend. Because if you're not, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had to pick myself up. So I've got kicked in my teeth plenty of times. I mean, 
you know, I'm writing a, a book about my experience and some of the things that, and people are like, I can't, knowing your story, they're like, I can't believe A, how successful you are and B, that you haven't committed suicide, that you're not on like drug out, like a drug addict. And I'm like, well, you know, it's just one of those things of, it can either defeat you or can make you stronger. It's that easy. Yeah. You know, there's a story about an alcoholic father. So you can have the alcoholic father had two sons. They were being abused and this and that. One son was just like, I'm just like my dad. He was like an out, he was uh, alcohol abuse doing all this stuff. And then the other son was successful because I don't want to be like my dad. So you have two sons from the same father, one successful, one's not. He's like, well, I had an alcoholic father. and This is the way I am. And the other son's like, I don't want to be that way. I want to be better than that. So you can look at that, you know, through like a, a rose colored lens or a rose colored lens or either a crappy lens, whatever you want. But, you know, I've had, I just, I've been lucky. I mean, yes, I've had some situations where I think if I wouldn't have been as headstrong as, and, and street smart as what, yeah, it could have been bad, but I'm just, I feel like, you know, you kind of do, you have to have a backbone in this business, especially if you're a female. I mean, I'm dealing with men all day with lots of money that, you know, think they're right and think they know everything. <laughs> <laughs> and it's even, it's even more incredible how you made it through all, because you were coming up in a much, I'd say more difficult time. There wasn't social media to mm -hmm. where everything's getting called out now, right? Like you were coming up when like, I imagine that business was even worse when it comes to like how, what women have to deal with. Yeah, I mean, I got bullied really bad. Like really, really bad. And I mean, it got to the point to where, you know, my mom's like, hey, you know, do you want to change schools? And I thought, screw them. I am not changing schools. You know, when you're kind of forced to at a young age when you're a teenager forced in that that situation and kind of have to fend for yourself you know then I was working two jobs you know and it's just nothing was handed to me so because of that you get a real tough skin I mean I'm sorry but sometimes when I see girls whine and stuff I'm like suck it up cupcake Darcy, I want to I want to ask you about uh, your grandfather. In your bio, he seems like an amazing man from everything you wrote. Uh, it sounds like he's he's he stepped up and kind of took the role of your dad. What did you learn from him that you know made him such a big impact on your life? Well, I mean, he was the solid man in my life. I mean, my parents divorced when I was two. Now, my dad is my dad is funny. He's a stand up guy. Um, you know, but he, he told me, he always taught me, you know, there's no luggage racks in a hearse. That's his favorite saying. And he says, you know, Darcy, your name is everything. You know, my grand, during that time, it was like, my grandfather was like my, my dad, like, and I'll tell you, um, and this is what the, people find interesting. My grandfather was a dead ringer. He looked just like James Earl Jones, like his twin. And um, I adored him, you know, and then I had, and he was like Brazilian. And he, you know, was full-blooded Italian too. And uh, Africa, he had African-American in him. And so he was like this, just this person that is like, I don't know, a lot of people looked up at Michael Jordan and they look at James Earl Jones and how amazing he is. And it's like, that's how my grandfather was. He had not one enemy, not one person spoke bad about my grandfather ever, ever. And, um, just he just exuded this like I, I can't explain it, but he just just hearing about how I'm tearing up. But you know, my grandmother was just you know she was feisty and he was quiet and just had this presence that you know everybody just loved him. And uh, 
they made a funny combo, but that's how I felt. That was the only time I really was like, okay, I have a sense of family. He died when I was like 15, 16. And then my life just blew up after that. It was just like, nothing was the same. My grandfather said, your reputation is everything. There's some people that, that can't take my candor, if you will. I mean, I could say if somebody says, hey, you know, you need to do this or you should do this. I'm like, okay. And I'll look at the statistics. I'll say, you know what? Yeah, I, I should be doing that. Or maybe I should try this. Or, you know, I always think it's good to be learning new things. I think people that think they know it all, they're not going to excel in life because you've always got to be learning. You know, there's things that I'm still learning. And I'm still going to be learning when I'm 100 years old. If I make it to that age, I'm still going to be learning. So there's, and that's what I tell people in business all the time. If you stop making your business better, then you're losing out. Every year you should go, what did I do better? I mean, I'm going to ask all you guys as a whole, are you the same that you were five years ago? Are you different? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. So you've learned a lot. You're not the same person. So that's the same thing. It's the same. You should be always learning. And, uh, you know, cause some people are stagnant. They think they know everything. I mean, I get people that pitch me, you know, movies. And I'm like, do you want me to tell you what it is? Or, you know, I, I can tell you, I could fluff it up. And they're like, no, I'm like, it sucks. It's the worst movie I've ever read. You need to go back. There's no plot. You know, uh, I don't even know what, what are you trying to appeal to? I mean, I just lay it out because I would want somebody to tell me. And that's how I grew up. My grandmother would tell me, you know, once, one time I got this expensive perfume, I thought it was so great. She goes, ah, you smell like a French horn. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Grandma. And I'm freaking 14 years old, you know. So y'all can just imagine. There was no, she just said it like it was. So I do feel like if you have a family that kind of coddles you, uh, one of my best friends, love her to death. She's amazing. She's basically my sister. But she's been in a bubble. Her parents bubble like, oh my God, they, they put her in this bubble. So sometimes you just have to follow your own way. You have to be your own person. And I think that's why, you know, I have so many fans because I call it like it is, you know. I mean, I get, you know, you get really I get weird questions and I answer them. I'm not all weird about it. I'm not like, Ugh, you know, it's I get funny questions from fans and, and they laugh at how I say I react to it. But some some people are like, yeah. You know, oh, they get so offended, but it's it's all in the way you say it. So, Darcy, your book, how can people find out about the book? And what is the book about? I've read a little bit, but why don't you tell our listeners all about the book? Oh, um, it's called Darcy's Daily Dose of Inspiration, and it's uh, 365 days of inspiration. And then it's and then at the bottom, it has a Darcy's Daily. So, you know, it actually came from my fans because every day I post inspirational stuff. And I also like to, you know, say funny stuff and this and that. But um, this is a book that you can have every year. I tell people to write in it. You can make memories and then you can see what you did last year, like each each day. So I, what I like to do is I like to tell people kind of like a devotional. Everybody read it. Like, for example, this one says about negative thinking and then it has a quote. And then it talks about like about not being negative and how to have, uh, you know, be positive in life. And then at the end, it'll say like, it has a Darcy's Daily and it tells you steps to, uh, you know, make you better. So what I tell people is, you know, write all over the book. And then I'm like, then next year, do it again. See where you've come. Then do it again. Then buy another book if you want, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever you want to do. But 
Um, it's just a good book. So when you get up, it kind of like you can read it. It uh, makes you feel good. I mean, I read my own book. It's almost like we get, you get to hear the readers get to hear from you every day with that book. Right. There's a new there's a, it talks about something new every single day. It's like an a inspirational uh, message or you know, something of what I went through to tell you how, you know, like each month I have different things about like negative thinking, being positive, uh, you know, during December, it's like, you know, about giving to people. And, you know, that's pretty much my MO because, you know, there's just so much negative. Like if there's something that you want or if there's some way you want to be, have posting notes. I tell people, put them all over where you brush your teeth or you take a shower, and then every morning you see it. And so it's like a repetitive thing. you got to think 365 days, that's going into your brain. Even at night, like I have apps, like I have hypnosis apps that just tell you positive things because, you know, you guys got to think. We see negative on TV. You read negative. Mm -hmm. There's negative everywhere. There's negative movies. I mean, I love crime movies, but, you know, if I watch them all the time, I'm going to be like, oh, my God, life sucks. I mean, it got to the point, it can get to the point where you're paranoid. No, I, just, I just wanted to know if the book had the same kind of sass and energy that we're getting today, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, it does because, you know, I basically talk about, you know, what I've gone through. And um, I, I basically say that in the book here, what was the one thing that everybody liked? It's like, you know, you got to look at your mind like being a, a ninja, being a brain ninja. You got to, you, you just got to guard it, you know, because, with everything that we're bombarded with today, I really feel like you have to be a people person. You have to have that hustle. But Darcy, one thing that really stands out to me about you, and we've had a lot of great guests on our show, but one thing that has stood out to me from the beginning, obviously your energy, but your ability to care about and connect with us because we were recording at the beginning, but you asked us all questions about our background, our family, and we ain't, we ain't as famous as you. But like, that's one thing I really like picked up on is like you, no one, I, I mean, we've had a couple people that really connect with us, but you really did a great job of knowing who you were talking to. Where did you learn that? And when did you start applying that? My mom's a real sweetheart. She's, my mother's really sweet. Um, my my grandmother on my father's side, I mean, I was kind of raised by, you know, both sets of grandparents, and she was really, really, really sweet. Like, I just think I have, like, an empathetic heart, you know, because of what I've gone through. But at the same time, it, I mean, I didn't have it rich like everybody else. I started from the bottom up. So it's like, I'm not better than anybody else. My mother tells me the story when I was a kid, there was a homeless man, I guess, you know, the the school, they had like a field trip. Everybody got money and they got to get candy. She said, I went to the candy store and she said that um, all the kids ran in and there was this little homeless man. He was sitting, uh, you know, he had a little change cup. My mom said, I took the money and, you know, in front of the mothers and I put it in the can and uh, gave it to him and didn't get any candy. And all the mothers were like, oh, you know, my mom said she was really proud of me. To Lee's point, like you did, I, we do a lot of these interviews. I've never once been nervous. I was telling Lee this earlier. I was actually nervous before this one. And you like broke the ice right away. Yeah. And made us all feel comfortable. So like 100%. That's the one thing, though, I think. I mean, I'm a bit. Do you know who Dolly Parton is? I love her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and she's down to earth. She's real. I mean, and I just feel like we don't have enough of that in this day and age. I feel like people put on this air. And I'm like, you know, it's just. 
it's stupid. At the end of the day, I mean, you know, you uh, guys are all great. You all, I mean, and I want to know who I'm talking to. And that's the thing. It's like, what I get pissed off at is, you know, some of the biggest, you know, pop stars, musicians I've worked with, some of the biggest names in Hollywood too. I mean, some of them could give a shit about their fans. They could care less. It's like a number and it makes me sick because what they're portraying is fake. And I'm like, somebody's going to find out some point. But, you know, that's not my job to tell them. But uh, the one thing I, I feel is that people eventually will, feel, will figure out if you're disingenuous, if you're not real. My dry cleaner. I mean, I know him. I know about his family. You know, I give to them every holiday. I also believe, you know, if all of you have neighbors, always give to your neighbors, you know, especially on Thanksgiving and Christmas. I give to the trash people. I give to my my lawn people. I mean, I know my lawn people. I know everybody. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, like I said, my grandfather said there's no luggage racks in a hearse, you know. And I mean, you know, my uh, my doctor, he's awesome. I, lo I love my doctor, you know, and I, I know about his kids. I know how many kids he has. I always try to bring him something when I go in. And I just feel like people should be that way. I mean, bring some Southern hospitality. And I'll tell you, too, I do chew out some people on set. I'm like, you know, do something nice for somebody. Darcy, thank you so much for coming on our show. That We loved having you. You were amazing. Can you give us a Hollywood party that stands out to you to close? A, a, just, a, just a little uh, one that might be interesting? One that stands that out? I, I, that that I the Hollywood party that I went to that yeah out. So, yeah something that was like crazy like something out of the movie you're like crazy or who throws the best parties oh that yeah or that or that who throws the best parties oh I can't tell that <laughs> <laughs> now you have to tell us you have to tell yeah. us now you really want me to no I think that's it sounds like good material <laughs> you can leave the names out. Like, Listen, it doesn't bother me, but I, I can tell you guys, but I don't, you might probably have to edit it. <laughs> it's up to you guys. You can tell us, just tell us. We'll edit it out. Leave what? Oh, we'll have what? Or maybe not, probably not. <laughs> they're all different. That's the thing. I mean, I'm trying to figure out like, okay, the one that she was talking about that was a little salacious was a buddy of mine. He was directing a film. Uh, I'm not going to say the name of it. Okay. Yeah, that's it's, fine. It's a, it had a big, you know, name time maker. So we're at the premiere and he's the director of it. And during intermission, you know, it's a red carpet slash you go in and you watch the movie. Right. And then afterwards they'll do like a intermission thing. It's, it was very fancy. It was at the, uh, you know, at one of the big theaters that they had, like the Brahmins theater where they have all this stuff. So we're, so me and my assistant who's here right now, we go in the restroom and we literally hear these girls. Okay. What was it that she said again? She was like, now me and like, we're both in the stall. And then we hear these girls, like they had that kind of like Paris Hilton talk, you know, they were like, Oh my God. Like, how do you say so thin, Becky? And then it's like, oh my God, I got some Coke. And uh, do you have any Coke and bourbon on you? Yeah, I just got my Botox. And we're, they're like having this story about drugs and and like bourbon and all this stuff to stay thin. And they're saying it out like, and I mean, it's crowded in there. And I'm like, I can't believe what I'm hearing. And they're saying it loud where everybody could hear it, but it's like, oh, is that how you say thin, Becky? Yeah, did you bring your cup with you? No, I didn't. Did you have some? I might have some in the car. Oh, it was just freaking insane. So that was one, that was one incident that was 
uh, very eye-opening to us because we were just like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, the second one was, but just went to the premiere and, you know, Gwen Stefani, she's all getting ready. And I'm just like, oh, you got you know, I like your outfit. She's all like in this ball gown. And I'm, I'm looking like I just stepped out of a pop concert as Shakira. It was it, terrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I learned real fast, you know, uh, um, you, you got to really know what you're doing. So, um, but, you know, every red carpet is different, but it's like when I first came, when I started going, I was like, oh my God. <gasps> now it's just like, you know, I get, oh, hey, Darcy, you know, didn't go this red carpet. And I'm like, mm. you know, now I'm like, I, I, I'm tired or I got stuff to do. You know, it's just different now. It's like work, you know, because when you go, you got a million people taking fun. I mean, I don't even know how I got on Wikispeak. What the hell is that? That's like, it's a, at least I got good ratings on that. <laughs> you know, good. Oh the people like my feet. So oh, I'm like, that's, oh that's what gosh. it is. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Like, they, they photograph you. Uh, they, it's a Wikipedia for feet, who, like celebrities who have nice feet. And they uh, and you know I get I get a call from one of my team members and and he's like uh, Darcy and I'm like yeah he's like do you know you're on WikiFeet I'm like what the hell is that I'm thinking what is that is that a game WikiFeet is that what is that a game that came out a game play? what is it he's and like, they no. rate your feet against other people's <laughs> yeah, feet every celebrity like they the full on housewives Gregorio was on there. And I, I mean, I got, I got, I got like nine. I got up there. I was like, thank God. That's but, awesome, Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the thing is, is that that's the problem. Like when you get out on there, you know, they, you can judge, like everything gets judged. You know what I mean? Thank you so much, Darcy. We could talk to you forever. You've been an I, amazing I guest. You guys are so awesome. You've been listening Please. to the Free Retiree Show. So long for now. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA, www.finra.org, SIPC, www.sipc.org, a separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed for the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is a investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The free retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson, Attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. Third-party sourced information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of Facebook, Inc., The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.